Welcome to the Insurance Guy podcast. From sales to insurance advice, we discuss ways to protect your business and grow it. Make sure to like and share this podcast. And don't forget to check us out at theinsurers.ca for all your business insurance needs. And here's your host, Mr. On. Hey, Facebook family. Today I got an exciting guest with me, a specialist in real estate. I got Mr. Nabil Nakwi with me today. Mr. Nabil, thank you so much for coming Thanks on. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. So, you know, I thought it might be really good for everybody to talk to, well, uh, to see this, especially because we're going to be touching bases on uh, real estate law and um, and uh, the importance of insurance. Uh, and if I think that if you know anybody who is in the industry or who's going to be purchasing a new home or is in the process or looking, um, and if they're first time buying a home, make sure to send this forward, this clip off, uh, share this clip with them um, so that this way they can see it because I'm pretty sure they're going to find this really useful. And uh, if you have any questions or anything of the sort, just comment below and uh, we'll make sure to get back, get you the answers for that. Absolutely. Awesome. So, uh, Nabil, you know, the, the common misconception with lawyers is that, you know, you're paying them a couple hundred thousand bucks yep. during the time of uh, when you're buying a home mm -hmm. and all they're really doing is um, – they're just signing off on the paper and saying, okay, here you go. Um, but is that the case? <laughs> um, you know what? For some lawyers, actually, it might be. But uh, a good lawyer, a good real estate lawyer, the main thing that they do for their clients when they're buying a property is the certifying good and marketable title so that when you do go to, to sell that property later on, that you can, uh, you can sell that property. So the first thing we do is search title. Uh, we make sure that the person... Uh, who sold you the property is the actual owner of the property so that the deal can actually be completed. Mm. And then the other thing we look for is, there, are there any liens, construction liens, encumbrances, or charges that would prevent you from uh, transferring that property into your name? So I make sure that there's nothing uh, wrong with title uh, and make sure that, that you can actually own the property that you agreed to purchase. Mm. Awesome. So in other words, if as a buyer is protecting me when I'm paying like you know tons of money, to buy a property and make sure that the person is selling is selling the property that actually belongs to them or they have the authorization to sell the property and they're not just forging signatures or anything of the sort or they're giving you the property with like liens on it and uh, you're taking taking on the property with the liens on it's protecting you as a buyer as, as well exactly. as as well as smoothing out the process for the realtors uh, as well. That's right, exactly. And also, um, we get involved in uh, any type of negotiations that need to happen, um, uh, let's say, after um, after you sign the agreement, but before the deal is actually closed, if any issues come up, um, we as lawyers get involved to, to make sure that those issues are rectified. Right. So you guys want to make sure that the deal is going as smooth as possible, less headaches for everybody. Uh, the realtors are happy because they're they're getting their process, they're getting their sale going through, and you guys are ensuring that it's complying with the legal necessities to make sure that you know they're not breaking any rules or anything of the sort. That's right. Um, and to keep the keep the process smooth. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So now, you know, back to, uh, we've known each other for about a year, year and a half, and we've done quite a few deals together for mm -hmm. mutual clients and stuff like that, uh, which is awesome. And you know, the one thing that I, I love about what you do is that you'll contact me at least a week in advance prior to a closing of a property and you'll request the insurance documents uh, well in advance so it gives me time as well to have things ready and make sure it's, the process is smooth sailing. Um, as an insurance broker, um, you know, let me ask you from a legal perspective, 
why is why is insurance important? Right. So um, insurance is important uh, for two reasons. Um, number one, uh, you as a purchaser uh, would like to protect your investment, as we were discussing off the record, your biggest investment that right. you'll probably make in your life. So um, in the event of a natural disaster or a fire, um, and, 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 and let's say uh, your, your, your property is damaged, you want to be able to ensure that that you'll be able to get back the money that you put into that property. Um, the second reason is that usually as a lawyer, when I'm acting on a purchase of a transaction, I also represent your lender. Uh, so in, in most cases, uh, the big banks, RBC, CIBC, TD, uh, et cetera. And these banks, um, because I'm their lawyer as well, require me to make sure that you as a buyer have insurance in place before the deal actually closes. Again, to make sure that in the event of a fire or a natural disaster, if that house burns down to the ground, uh, the lender wants to make sure that they can get the money that they gave you back. Right. So it's protecting their, it's protecting the lender's interest. Um, and, but from an insurance broker's perspective, um, my recommendation is to always make sure, even if you don't, if you don't have a mortgage, you don't technically need an insurance. That's right. Yeah. The mortgage, the homeowners can say, listen, we're buying some right cash. We don't, we don't want the more, we don't want to buy right. insurance for the property. However, knock on wood, if things, you know, if things do happen, your house gets burnt or vandalized or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, victim of theft or anything of the sort, right. you want to be protected. Would you, like, considering how expensive homes are these days, you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to try to save a couple, couple hundred bucks or, uh, in not getting insurance. You want to make sure that you're protected and your family's protected in case you have a loss and insurance goes well beyond just protecting you for your property. It's also protecting you for your, for your contents. It's protecting you for your additional living expenses in case of the loss. If you have to live in a hotel or anything of the sort while, uh, you know, repairs are being done to your property. So insurance is important in the, those aspects. And as you heard it from, yeah. as you heard it from, uh, Nabil that, uh, these things, why it's important from a legal perspective as well, because, uh, if you have a mortgage, Landlords, I mean, if you have a mortgage, the mortgage companies require it. Is well. right. One other point I'd add is, um, uh, as you mentioned, the contents insurance. Um, so for when you're buying a condo, um, even if you have a mortgage, it's actually not a requirement um, mm. in most cases True. to get contents liability insurance. But I always recommend to my clients that um, to, to make sure that they get that insurance as well. Because, you know, like I, I've had a case where um, there's been a leak in a, in a condo apartment above my mm -hmm. client's condo apartment. And... Uh, that water leakage actually, although it didn't cause any damage to the unit necessarily, it ended up damaging some of her contents mm. because she had no coverage at that time. Um, she was, uh, she, she didn't, she, she had no. She was unfortunately out of luck. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it happens. And see, that's that's amazing. So you're telling me that um, if you're buying a condo, mm -hmm. you have a mortgage company, mm -hmm. one of the banks or whatever the case is these days. Um, they can't demand you. No, by, they just by want to make sure insurance. the entire building structure as a youth, as a structure is insured. So Which if is that building burns down, right. they get paid. Uh, but they could care less about what you have in there. Your and they're not covering that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> it's good. See, this is this is why I like to do these interviews because of these details coming out, and uh, I learn a thing or two as well. Uh, and I hope you guys do in this field as well. Um, now, now, tell me something. There's when you're buying a resale home mm -hmm. and buying a new property, uh, buying buying a a property from a new develop like a right. new development property, new builder. Uh, new builder. Mm -hmm. Do you need a Do you need a lawyer for a new build property? Right, that's a great question. So as I was mentioning to you, 
I, in, in most cases, I usually see those agreements that the new purchasers sign with new builders uh, a month or two before the actual closing date or completion date. Uh, obviously, by that time, uh, that agreement is, you know, quote-unquote, set in stone and no changes can be made to this agreement. But in Ontario and in other provinces, uh, consumers have protection of what's called a 10-day cooling-off period. So what I recommend to everyone is within that 10-day cooling-off period, have your agreement reviewed by a lawyer. Uh, there isn't much that can be done, but the main thing that we can do is at least send a letter asking the builder to cap the adjustments. Uh, adjustments can take your, your your what you thought the purchase price would be on closing and, and add an extra 15, some in some cases $20,000 more um, in terms of uh, levies and, and taxes and mm. charges. Um, that, that they add on to the agreement. So what we can at least do is ask the builder to cap these charges. So that adds some value, uh, but just ensure that the agreement is reviewed 10 days before uh, closing because as we mentioned right. uh, off the record, these agreements are built and, and structured highly in favor of, of the, the builders. builders. Exactly. So what is a cooling off period? Right, cooling off period is, um, <clears throat> means that although both parties have agreed to the contract, and, and they've agreed to the terms of the contract uh, because there are so much there's so much legal language and uh, there's so much at stake and there's so much money involved uh, the government has has um, required a cooling off period to allow uh, people who may not have that legal expertise or understand what they've actually signed to get it reviewed by someone who knows get independent legal advice and then decide whether they want to keep that agreement or not. So correct me if I'm wrong, cooling mm -hmm. off period is if I go to a new property development or whatever the case is, mm -hmm. I got enticed by the floor plans, I saw I got those pictures of living a luxurious life on the park, yeah. I got excited, I signed off the papers, I went home and I said, oh god, I think I made a mistake. Yes. The government of Ontario, mm -hmm. this day gives me from the time I signed it, 10 days to go back. And completely cancel that agreement. And cancel. Yes. You come back. And could I get could I get penalized for that? No. Can I get my deposit? Can I get my deposit back if I give one in? That's correct. Okay. You, you, have, you will face no adverse consequences. The deposit will be returned to you without any deduction, and uh, you have that 10-day cooling off period. And that's exactly what it's for. It's like, um, you know, get out a jail-free card or whatever. And, and your recommendation to people is that during the 10 days, um, during the 10 days of you signing signing off on uh, the purchase agreement, mm -hmm. um, that to come in come to a lawyer like yourself who mm -hmm. can go over the details and may be able to find from your experience, be able to find uh, uh, things that you can change to help benefit the buyer. Absolutely, absolutely, yes, yes. There's a lot of instances, for example, the adjustments is the biggest thing, but sometimes um, the, the, the agreement will require you to assume their water heater, for example, or their furnace. Mm, okay. um, you can get rid of that clause and say no. I'd rather find my own furnace, or for example, something like this. So, so yeah, there are a few things that can be done. Amazing. Okay. So there you go. Um, now let's let's jump ship from. I know we've been talking about the residential part. Mm -hmm. Let's jump ship into a bit more into the commercial and how that's how is that different in purchasing uh, in regards to legal contracts um, with uh, compared to residential. Right. So um, commercial properties uh, is, is a different ball game altogether. Uh, the main thing when it comes to, to commercial agreements uh, is, is making sure that um, all of the searches have been done. So 
Um, so making sure that, that work, there's no work orders against that property so that if you want to buy the property, is the fire department going to come and say, oh, uh, your commercial building is not up to our code. Mm-hmm. You have to make these changes. That's happened before in the past. Um, when it comes to insurance, uh, as we we're talking, um, the same uh, requirements apply. In fact, they're a bit more stringent. Uh, not only will the lenders require you to, to have a comprehensive insurance policy, um, but the landlord, uh, landlords themselves require you to have tenants insurance uh, to make sure that any damage that's done inside your unit is going to be uh, paid by you through your insurance company, which uh, right. which obviously you can speak more to as well. Right. So in in uh, in the world of commercial insurance, which is what I specialize in, um, it is a, it is a it is practice I make sure that whenever we're dealing with a new client, that I make sure to go over their their lease agreement, especially the part which. Uh, goes over the uh, indemnification and insurance clause on their lease agreements. Because um, if the client, for example, if your landlord is requiring you to have a $3 million uh, liability limits or anything of a commercial liability limits and your policy is currently, uh, currently set up at $2 million, mm-hmm. you could be in violation of the lease agreement. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, I've seen landlords, some of them don't care, but some of them are very vindictive and they will. Uh, send you a letter and notice saying to correct this, otherwise they'll hold you in breach of that, that agreement. And yeah. what's the consequences of being in breach? Could they kick you out? Um, to kick you out, they'll have to go through a pretty long process, but they could impose fines. They can impose fines. Yeah, and, and they can impose penalties, and it's just going to cost you more money, which you know you shouldn't have to pay. As long as someone has advised you how your insurance should look like, you should be able to just take that to a broker like yourself and have that insurance policy. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Um, so guys, I hope you guys found this uh, this session useful. I sure did. I learned a lot as well. Um, and I'm sure that if you're not in the field or if you're in the prop, if you're in the market right now, you know, trying to trying to secure a place, uh, make sure to reach out to Nabil. And Nabil, how can people reach out? Yeah. To you? So um, I can be reached via via email at n n a q v i at zoomatis.com, the law firm z h u m a t t i s dot com, um, and uh, we have a website as well, so check out zoomatis.com. Yeah, and we'll uh, put the put these details in the comments below as well. Um, and guys, if you have any questions for me from the insurance from the insurance perspective, uh, let me know as well. You can uh, reach out to me at 647-216-2866, as well as you can also check out uh, my website, which is theinsurers.ca. Until next time, once again, just take care. This is Andre Panola. Before I wrap up, I just wanted to say I really appreciate your time. Would love it if you could subscribe and share this podcast. And also check us out at theinsurers.ca.